The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. Thus saith Isaiah in our first reading tonight. Darkness. I think we can all agree that it's been a pretty dark year for the world, can't we? And really, couldn't we say the same pretty much every year? The only difference being one more temperature degree warmer towards the climate's tipping point. Civil war shifting to another region this time around the sun. Or refugees from different countries being separated and displaced. We could dwell on these things. Spiral down the drain of despair, share our anger on Facebook or other social media, and go to bed each night gritting our teeth. But no, somehow we are here, gathered together yet again on another Christmas Eve to sing carols and welcome once more the arrival of the baby Jesus into our world, coming together in the darkness once more to insist somehow, on the light. How do we do it? Honestly, I think the hope of Christmas was so ingrained in us from a young age that we simply bring it forth with childlike innocence each year, trusting that somehow the world will make it through once more. As we grew up, we also heard stories of the miracles which that baby Jesus performed as an adult. We formed a faith around the teachings he left for us, and we made a home in our hearts for the God who longs to love us if we can only let God in. So tonight I want to keep it simple and send you home a little early. (laughs) Hold out for the hopeful. That's my message. Rejoice that we are loved by God. Give thanks that the baby Jesus was born among us on this day all those years ago, to renew our relationship to the divine, to reignite the spark of holiness. It's always been there in our soul. And make this love count in your life by spending the coming year performing kindnesses and acts of service for those to whom the light doesn't come so easily. It's funny, as I was writing this bit of sermon in my office a few hours ago, I was visited by one of our homeless neighbors. Just last week, she gave uh, the parish office a box of cookies, the old-fashioned butter cookies with sprinkles kind that we grew up with. And I was so touched by her gesture that this person who lives in a tent by the creek brought us a gift. But just now she was pounding on my door, (laughs) insisting... Is the church really just going to let us all die out here in the cold on Christmas Eve? What are you going to do about this, she demanded. She invariably shows up when I am under a deadline. (laughs) And uh, annoys the heck out of me. So I have to apologize, tell her I'm insanely busy and can't talk right now, and shut the door in her face while she's still talking. (laughs) Then I go back to my sermon about helping those in need. Which makes me even more annoyed. (laughs) But that's how life is. There is no miraculous birth of Jesus without a stinky manger. 
There's no visit from three kings without a corresponding slaughter of holy innocence a few weeks later. There is no Handel's Messiah Hallelujah without a bleak midwinter. There is Bethlehem. And there is Calvary. After all, we are human. And we complicate life with our fears, violence, hatreds, pride, and greed. And yet in these final days of another dark year, we rejoice. Just like the Who's of Whoville at the end of The Grinch Who Stole Christmas, we come out of our homes anyway and sing our song to welcome Christmas Day. And we do that also because we are human. We stubbornly insist on hope and the possibility of joy. God gave us the gift of resilience, the joyful burden of compassion, the at least once a year overflowing of love in our heart for our fellow humans. And so hope wins the day yet again. Let it be. That mix of joy and hardship sometimes comes through the mail at this time of year too. Uh, I'm sure that some of you like me get a Christmas letter from some people recapping the highs and lows of their year. With so much love and joy to impart in those letters, these people also write about the stroke they had in April. Their teenage grandson who's finally getting his final round of chemo and hopes to go to prom in the spring. Their spouse who is struggling with memory loss. Their tentative hopefulness at having moved across the country for love, leaving everything behind and starting new on a wing and a prayer. These letters are sometimes so painfully open and self-revealing, yet they remind us how much is at stake when we choose to love and let ourselves be loved. Those are the stakes Jesus brought to the table when he came among us to remind us of God's unfailing love. All those letters without fail end on a note of gratitude and a prayer for peace and joy in the heart of of the recipient. From tonight's epistle to Titus, the second reading, he it is who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify for himself a people of his own who are zealous for good deeds. We at St. Luke's uh, in the office received a, a happy new year thank you card today from the students that we've helped at San Jose State University. For those of you who don't know, we collected uh, trial-sized hygiene products for them in November, and then we raised over $1,000 for the students in December to have grocery store gift cards over the winter break. These are students who are homeless or near homeless. I want to read you a few of the notes on this card, uh, lest you forget that your little kindnesses uh, really do make a difference. Thank you for your thoughts, actions, prayers, and humanitarian heart. It is because of your contribution that I am able to sleep safe at night and look forward to a more, more prosperous future. Julie. I am thankful for each of you for taking the time and effort to think about this heartwarming gift. I deeply hope to give back to the community when I can at a later point in time. Wish you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thanks. Letha. You are amazing for thinking of people like me. 
I've had a lot of disappointment in my life. And having an organization give back gives me hope there is plenty of good in this world. One day I will give back so I can keep the good alive in this world. Joel. And then finally, I am grateful for every beautiful soul that made this gift possible. Thank you for caring. Love, Aaron. We are seemingly unquenchable in our capacity for light-seeking and for light-bringing. God bless us. Finally, I am reminded of a quote from Aldous Huxley. He is the 20th century writer and thinker most famous for the dystopian novel Brave New World. After a life of much high thinking and intellectualism, he said, it's a little embarrassing that after 45 years of research and study, the best advice I can give people is to be a little kinder to each other. There is much to be anxious about from this past year, and I'm sure next year won't be much different. Yet we come together tonight once more with hope in our hearts. We think on, we ponder the mystery of a baby born 2,000 years ago whose birth signaled a return to relationship with God. Hope against hope, light against darkness. And because we do this every year, even though it looks from the outside sometimes like consumer consumption or obligation, every year that we do this, we nurture the spark of godliness that was placed in us before we were born. And we pray. And we sing. Merry Christmas. God bless you. Amen.